0: Do you sometimes wish you could do all the things? Well, it's very important to learn to say no for your sanity. You also need to learn to say yes. The key is learning to say yes to the right things.
1: Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, and as usual, I am here with Miranda Marquette. How are you, Miranda? I am doing well. How are you
0: today, Harlan?
1: I'm fantastic.
0: Yay. Yay for fantastic.
1: So we talk about saying yes and we talk about saying no. What are we saying yes and what are we saying no to, first of all?
0: It's everything, right? All the things. It's. (laughs) Yeah. it's <laughs> we have a hard time actually we have a harder time saying no to things and and we run the risk of becoming too busy but at the same time we run into this trouble on the other side where you take it to the other extreme that if you don't say yes then you really do miss out on adding some very valuable and meaningful things to your life so I don't know. I think it's hard, but I do. But personally, I think that it's harder for us to say no, and that we often say yes to things we shouldn't be saying yes to, or that we say yes to too many things. The American Psychological Association uh, found that grad students uh, said yes to too many things. Um, And in this paper, a social psychologist, Susan Newman, uh, says, as young children and teens, we have no drummed out of us. We're taught to do what our parents say and what a authority figures tell us and then she says people often believe that saying yes will make others like them more or help them avoid appearing selfish uncaring or lazy others may not like even the mild confrontation involved in saying no to something for others says newman the habit of saying yes has become almost an addiction so it's it's kind of an interesting way to look at it. And you do want to learn how to say no and you do want to learn how to say yes. And the really hard thing is figuring out what are the right things to say yes to and when should you say no? When is enough enough? And that's that balance that that I think we're all trying to strike.
1: Yeah. And there are, if you look through what people are told to do, there's there's two approaches that, that really stick out, and the first is that you should you know that you should say yes to things, and there are a lot of great reasons for saying yes to as many things as you can, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but there's certainly a trend um, encouraging people to say no um, and to turn down opportunities that aren't quite right and there's a lot that is to be said for that. there's a lot to be said for saying no. Um, you know, you have a path, you should be sticking to your path. Perhaps we need to focus, um, singularly on the things that we know that we want to do. So any opportunities that come our way that don't precisely fit into that, um, that definition of what we want for ourselves, if we're an entrepreneur and we're taking clients and, you know, this is a big, big thing, you know, being able to say no to clients, I mean, You know, if a client isn't perfectly right, then say no. I mean, I think that's great advice, but it also comes from uh, a place where people have that flexibility. Um, If you're struggling as a business owner or if you're struggling in a job, you're going to have to say yes to opportunities you don't necessarily want until you get on the feet on your feet a little bit more. Um, So it's really hard for those who are doling out this say no advice to remember that at one point um, they were saying yes to opportunities uh, that got them where they were, um, you know, to the point where they could start spouting the idea of saying no to everything. It's
0: it's funny that you mentioned that because that's really applicable to me. (laughs) Uh, When I And and I actually wrote something somewhat recently on my freelancing blog about this very phenomenon. Um, I am fortunate enough that I can say no to clients, and but I never forget that there was a time when I had no choice but to say yes. Because uh, food needed to be put on the table, rent needed to be paid, and sometimes you don't have a choice when it comes to money, when it comes to survival. Sometimes you have to say yes to things that you don't necessarily want to do. It was not my dream when I started freelance writing. It was not my dream to write uh, keyword articles about bamboo blinds. Nobody dreams about writing keyword articles for bamboo blinds, but but that's what I did because I had to, I had to say yes and I am fortunate enough that I can say no to some clients, but uh, I've also started transitioning back into saying yes, uh, even though there, are, I've had some opportunities in recent months that normally I would not say yes to. Two years ago, I would be like, that does not fit my focus. That does not fit this narrow focus I've made for myself. So no. And in the last couple of months, kind of like what you're talking about, I've opened myself to these opportunities and i started saying yes to some things so and, and trying new things out just to see if i like them and to see if they'll work for me so i think there is something to be said to to even though yes you do want to say no to things that are probably not going to help you along but to occasionally going ahead and saying yes even if you may not have you may not think you have the time for it but something some saying something yes to something that you might not normally have done can lead to growth. And so that is important.
1: Yeah. And a lot of the time we, you know, even in the article and the study that you mentioned at the top, um, you know, saying no is often in our better interest uh, because it allows us to focus on what we need to focus on. We don't get distracted by too many things. But saying yes to people who are asking for help, even if it you know, if we're doing it, you know, perhaps we're doing it because, like the study said, we think we'll be liked more. Uh, but so what? Um, you know, we're still helping somebody. And whether we're liked more or not, that gives you the internal satisfaction of knowing that you can be in the position to help people. And if some if people are asking for advice and you you, you start saying no, then yeah i guess from a business perspective it puts you up on this sort of pedestal where people realize that oh their time is very valuable and if i want advice from them i better start paying a thousand dollars an hour because they're so so busy and they can't you know their time is more valuable than it is uh, if they just spend an hour on the phone talking to me and i guess that's great for for from a business perspective but it's it's horrible from a human perspective uh, people will argue with me i'm sure and say that you know, it's 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 natural it's natural and it's fine and it's really no problem and it's better for you in the long run. But hey, if you like helping people, then help people. Don't feel that you have to say no. Of course, if you don't have the time, um, you know, the best thing is to to find a way to say yes, but set expectations so you're not just flatly turning people down all the time and being a negative person and not adding anything into this world. And, you know, this way with expectations, people will understand that, yes, you are being very giving right now, and they're on the taking side of this relationship, And but there's a limit to that, and set what those limits are going to be. And just because you're saying yes doesn't mean that you're saying yes and working for free. We're not talking about (laughs) necessarily working for free, but it's just opening yourself up to the possibility that there are other things out there that could lead you into a direction that you may not have considered yourself. And you would miss out on that if you were constantly saying no to everything that didn't fit some some plan for yourself that you wrote up last year or 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good point. And, and I like when you're talking about that plan that you wrote for yourself last year or 10 years ago. I, I think the the point of this life and the point of really living life is is. Improvement and progress and change. And so sometimes that means saying yes. And there are other good reasons to say yes. Uh, what you talked about helping people, uh, you get that good feeling, that internal satisfaction when you help people succeed. And that can be a really great boost to your own personal life and even help you move forward. Uh, so I think, um, you know, there are plenty of reasons to say yes. And definitely avoid being taken advantage while you're doing so.
1: Yeah, I think uh, avoid being taken advantage of is such an important piece of that. Um, But at the same time, being open to all the possibilities that exist in the world, you know, even if you have to say no to things um, once in a while, even if you say mostly no to things because people are constantly approaching you because you've been such an open person in the past. But Either way, being open in general is what brings opportunities to you, and you are definitely going to start missing out on things if you become the person who says no all the time.
0: Yes, and but I do think it's important that we do talk about why you should say no, because sometimes you do need to say no. We're talking a lot about, hey, say yes, and you do want to say yes to certain things, but there are times... Uh, that it is time to say no. And one of those is, uh, we touched on this a little bit, if you really are too busy, if you really uh, don't have the time for it, or if it's going to put undue stress on you or your family. And so that's a good reason to say no. Although it is important, I think, to make the distinction between, uh, bu- you know, busyness, you know, busyness. I, just because you're busy running around doing something doesn't mean that you're being productive or even that you're doing something worthwhile. So if you're saying no because you're too busy, uh, I think it's important to take a step back and say, well, why am I too busy? Do I feel like I'm running around and I'm not actually accomplishing anything? That's probably means that you're involved in busyness Mm -hmm. and not actually getting anything done. So if you find yourself saying, no, I'm too busy, take a step back and evaluate that and say, well, why am I – what am I doing that's so damn important? And is it really –
1: Yeah. A lot of times being busy is all about the priorities that you're setting for yourself and you've rightly prioritized the things that are important to you and you spend time doing them. But, you know, we've, we've talked about this in previous episodes, really look at how you're spending your time and make sure it matches your priorities. You might find that once you eliminate things that aren't important, your time opens up and you have some opportunities to say yes to other things.
0: It's shocking. It's shocking. I did this exercise a couple years ago where I just carried around a little notebook and a pen with me. And every time I started something, I wrote down... I wrote it down, wrote what down I? what I was doing, wrote down the time, and then when I stopped doing it, I wrote down the time and then wrote down what my next task was. And I just kept track. It was just this really minute diary of everything I was doing. And I realized, looking at that after I did that for a week, how much time I spent just doing things I didn't care about or things that didn't really matter or didn't add meaning to my life. And lately, I'm starting to think that, you know, it's time for me to do that again. I I went ahead. I followed your lead, Harlan. I made a life map on New oh, Year's yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. I was on the airplane on my way back uh, from, from New York and... I was sitting on this airplane on New Year's Day and I was like, I'm going to sit here and make a life map. And I did to look at, well, what's important. And now I'm thinking I need to go through the process of tracking my time again and find and weed out the things that I'm doing that are not contributing to my goals or what I think is important to me now. Because what's important to me now is a little bit different than what was important to me two years ago.
1: Yeah, and it's okay if Those priorities change. Uh, We change all the time in life, and and we shouldn't feel bad about changing our mind about what's important to us. Uh, But we should just continue to evaluate that, and so we can constantly be making our behaviors and the way we spend our time match uh, what's important to us.
0: You know, you don't have to do everything. You know, we talk about doing all the things. We talk about being busy. We talk about having it all. Uh, you don't have to do everything.
1: You know, and that that certainly is something that I've struggled with in the past. Um, and part of that comes from having so many things that I just love doing Um, I've gotten better at saying no to certain things but that's only because uh, you know if I'm saying no to something that's photography I know that I'm still doing something photography related in my life and I still have room for that in my life I'm just making sure that the the number of things that I'm saying yes to and the amount of time that I'm spending on my various passions is correlates somewhat roughly to you know my priorities that has helped me say no on occasion but I still love saying yes to things that are just really exciting for me personally
0: yeah and I like that idea of what what's exciting to you personally and saying yes to those things and, and trying something new um, but at the same time too I think this sort of spills over into the activities and things we're involved with uh, all the meetings you can be involved with, all of the the stuff <laughs> that you can do. Um, and so, so it's a good idea to learn how to say no so that you can focus on some of those. Although, uh, like you said, when it comes to really helping somebody, I remember when my brother and his wife lived in the same town as me and, you know, occasionally they needed some something unexpected came up or they'd have some unexpected conflict and they'd suddenly need somebody to take care of uh, their daughter. And, you know, I was always willing to take care of my niece in a pinch. And so that's something that I wanted to say yes to. And so I tried to keep a flexible schedule so that I would be able to do that. So one of the things, so even though I didn't want to say no to taking care of my niece, there are some times when I do want to say no, uh, like, you know, for for another meeting or having to go to this other event uh, that I just that just I feel stresses me out. I want to say no. So it's important to learn how to say no and to say no uh, properly. And I think you had a really great example, Harlan, uh, last week, last week when we were recording uh, about how you had a schedule and your time and saying no to somebody who kind of imposed on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have gotten into the habit of setting aside certain time to work on adulting because it is such a major project in my life right now. And I have another major project in my life right now working with the Drum and Bugle Corps. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm sure you're listening. Um, and uh, it's just a matter of, you know, being able to say, um, being able to respond to someone who's requesting something and say, listen, I'm, I'm working on something. I need to get back to you later on this. Um, and... Uh, In in the past, I've always diverted my attention and um, jumped around from thing to thing, um, especially because I have so many different things. Uh, Well, now I'm trying to get better about uh, just managing my time and allowing myself to segregate my time and not not allow one project to infiltrate the time that I've set aside for another. And, uh, you know, that doesn't work 100% because there are always emergencies that need to be dealt with. Um, But for the most part, for the non-emergencies, it has given me another way to say no without, you know, really saying no, not ever. No, I'll get to this later.
0: Yeah, I really like that approach as well where you can say uh, no I can't do it right now but maybe later and and moving that and I like that and I also like what you talk about in terms of not letting other projects impinge on a different project Uh, I liked you you remember where your focus should be right now and yes emergencies are going to call that away Uh, But I've started doing that as well, saying, "Okay, I'm going to close the email inbox so that I don't get any notifications because I am working on this other thing right now. And that sort of goes into uh, time management a little bit. But, yeah, you need to remember where your focus should be. And that makes it a little bit easier to stick to what you're working on and say no to things that maybe aren't as important right now.
1: Yeah. And another thing is going to be understanding, you know, if an opportunity comes to you and you don't know whether to say yes or no, get a better idea of what is really involved with this opportunity, because chances are it's, there's a possibility it could be something that kind of takes over your life and is more of a commitment than you're ready to make. So before you respond, take some time to really understand what it is that's coming to you. Um, Because if you understand you know, the short term commitments and the long term commitments, it'll be much clearer as to whether it's something you can handle or not.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good point too to make sure you understand that and know how much of my life is this going to take. It's one thing to say yes to something that will only impact you for the next two weeks uh, than it is to get involved in like a major podcast that you know is going to impact your life for the next two years.
1: And remember that you don't always an excuse to say no you are allowed to say no and not provide a reason or not provide you know the reason that you would you know that you know to be true to yourself is you know you're just not you're just not that into it for instance um and uh you know your time is your own and you can make these decisions and not feel obligated to anybody to say yes at any time
0: Right. So now what are some of the things that we can do to move forward and start making more effective use of our time or choosing what things we're going to do?
1: Well, let's start by finding out exactly how busy you really are. Um, make a list of all of your obligations, everything that you need to do with your life right now. And there could be quite a few of them. Um, but at least having them down on paper will allow you to visualize it and perhaps even cut a few out that may not all work you know, that that may not be all that important Um, or anything that distracts you from, you know, the more important things that you could be doing or things that prevent you from having the openness to welcome opportunities that could be the next big thing that you weren't even aware of.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Part of your list should include things that maybe you want to do or even things that you feel are, like you said, holding you back. What is keeping you from saying yes to these interesting opportunities? So write those things down. Uh, Another good thing to do is practice saying no firmly without going into long explanations or justifications. Uh, I knew somebody who constantly, whenever he said no to something, felt like he had to accompany it with this long-winded explanation. And quite frankly, when you get right down to it, it just sounded like a string of excuses. And personally, I was always happier when he just said no, (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, okay, so no, the answer is no. That's very straightforward. And but you don't need to justify. You said it earlier. You don't need to justify it. You don't need to make up some big story. You don't need to make things sound. You don't need to try and make yourself self sound more important than you are. Mm. Uh, Just say, no, I can't do that. And I ended up doing that the other day. Somebody said, hey, there's this extra thing coming up. Uh, Do you think you can go? And I said, no, I'm sorry. I can't make it. Yeah. And that was it. And they, you know, nobody prodded me about it. Nobody was whatever about it. I just said, no, I can't make it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Often we don't want to let people down. So we're afraid to say no. We're afraid to, you know, um, be truthful about what we really want and uh, you know practicing this you know even if it is I don't know how you would go about practicing it how how would you practice saying no
0: I think it starts out with uh, thinking about it in your mind and just thinking in your mind a lot of the time coming up with these scenarios and just saying in your mind no I can't make it I'm sorry and just repeating that in your mind when you know when you know that something's coming up when you know somebody's going to be asking you to do something thinking that in your mind can help you do it and then just just doing it when somebody asks you something and you know you, you're not going to be able to do it or you don't want to do it just do it uh, just kind of make yourself stop at saying no no I'm sorry, I can't. And just stop. No explanation. And if somebody says why, just say, you know, it just isn't going to work for me right now. Uh, Practice and then, you know, practice that in your mind. You know, uh, do that whole scenario thing. What would I do if somebody said why? Right. And then just, you know, you don't have to explain. Just say, oh, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work out right now.
1: Yeah. And uh, another thing we can do right now is to think about and uh, consider the acceptable boundaries and set them and communicate them so others know what to expect from you. Whether you're saying yes or whether you're saying no, um, having those boundaries there will give people an understanding of what they can approach you with and what they cannot approach you with.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because you do want to be careful about that. And that's especially, I think, important when you're saying yes. I think those boundaries are really important when you're saying yes. And even if you don't uh, go around communicating and yelling your boundaries from the rooftops, uh, make sure you know them internally as well. Uh, How far are you willing to go before you uh, commit to something?
1: So we have a listener question. Um, Here it goes. It always seems like there's something going on at my daughter's school. I feel bad when I don't help out, like I'm a bad mom. How do I say no to planning parties and chaperoning field trips without feeling bad?
0: (laughs) I've been there, sister. Um, (laughs) That's the story of my life. uh, Because uh, growing up or, you know, people you're running around with, they're always like, oh, I'm going to be the room mom. I never wanted to be the room mom. Uh, It's just never something I wanted to do. And it is hard to say no when everybody around you, and it's especially difficult if you live in a community where, there are a lot of stay-at-home parents, usually moms, uh, although it's great that there are more stay-at-home dads, yay, uh, but it is hard to say no, uh, especially when there's this expectation that you'll be there helping out at school and that somehow helping plan the the party, the Halloween party, or the hundred days of school party. We have this idea that somehow planning that out is you helping your kids education and being invested in your kids education. And that really isn't the case. So if you want to say no to those things, first of all, uh, I always uh, say, you know, i'm not going to be the room mother i'm not going to plan these parties but i sign up to bring you know to send things in uh with my son i don't have to worry about that anymore because he's in seventh grade now and you know once your kid's out of elementary school that's great because you don't have to worry about this stuff as much but uh but i always signed up to say i'm willing to send something in i'll send in napkins i'll send in treats i'll buy treats because that's something that uh, you can do that shows you're involved and that contributes to the party without you actually having to go in and do the party. And so that's that's sort of a compromise. As far as chaperoning field trips go, I actually, uh, in the first parent-teacher conference I had when my son was in fourth grade, we sat down and the teacher asked if I would be willing to chaperone since I worked from home and I said, I will do it if you can't find anybody else. But I honestly don't enjoy children this age. (laughs) (laughs) And you should have seen the look that I got. But that's the reality. I just said it's not something that I enjoy and it's not something that I uh, particularly want to make time for. But if you have an emergency situation where nobody else will do it, I can do it. And they never ran into that because there are probably other people out there who love to do it more than I do. And, and but yeah, but don't let, everybody has their own lives, everybody has their own priorities and everybody has things going on. Don't compare yourself. We've talked about this in the past. Don't compare yourself to what somebody else enjoys doing. There are parents out there that love planning parties and love doing it and that's great. But you don't have to compare yourself and feel like you have to live up to it.
1: My perspective is a little bit different. I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm basically um, running or helping run an organization that relies on parents and volunteers helping out quite a bit. So what we do from you know our approach is we try to have as many opportunities as possible at different levels of involvement. So for the parent who likes to be enormously involved and wants to be there all the time, we have opportunities for them. But at the same time, we also know that for the most part, parents are very busy and not everyone is a uh, stay-at-home mom or dad and people have lives. And so for them, we offer opportunities to help um, that are very light on responsibilities and time required. So in that way, we try to, we try to make it make something um, appeal to everybody in order to um, get all the help that we need in order to run this organization.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really good approach to saying, "Hey, here are some different levels of involvement, and letting people choose that." And I think. Uh, One of the things we run into is this comparison idea of, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this much, so I have to as well, because I don't want to be perceived as lazy or uncaring uh, or any of those other reasons when really your focus may just be someplace else.
1: All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. So thank you for joining us on the adulting podcast. Once again, uh, you can visit our website at adulting.tv and find a link to our podcast on iTunes where you can subscribe and leave us a review. Um, and of course, feel free to send over any feedback or any questions that you might have that might fit in with a future show. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.